Hello everyone, welcome back to our severe case of indecision, our completely biased opinions, and oh god, dear god, why, 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 why it's fucking hot in this room? How are we doing today, Tyler? Good, and I'm not as depressed to talk about this album as you are. Uh-huh, I'm just a little bit dead inside. Um, actually it's more the, your room and the, um unbearable sweaty ball sack that I find myself in right now. It's just, this is a... We are baking in Satan's anus. Uh (laughs) It's not that bad. It's just uncomfortably warm and humid at the same time. It's kind of like being in your great aunt who has never brushed her teeth in her life. It's like being inside of her mouth. That's that's where we are right now. What are we talking about today? I think I already asked that question. Um, We're talking about... Oh, wait. You usually do this. Uh, 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 I have the honor. Today we are talking about the... uh, uh Uh-huh. The Newsologic soundtrack. um, Supermarket. This was... um, Okay. Some purpose. Relatively scared. Um... (laughs) Logic released this soundtrack in um, in parallel to his new book release, which is actually sitting on our table right now, and I didn't read it, but Tyler did, right? Yeah, I read almost all of it. Almost all of it? How was it? It's very, very good. Is it actually? It's very quick-paced. Okay. Is it like an autobiography? Yes, it is. Okay. 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 Well, that makes sense. It's Logic. Um... No, it's not. It's about a character who finds a body in a supermarket. Because he works there. Fucking ass. The character's name is Flynn. And 90% of the songs on this album are about Flynn and his ex-girlfriend. True fact. Wow. Yeah. Which you wouldn't know if you didn't... Okay, the entire premise of this soundtrack is that you listen to the chapter or you read the chapter of the book you listen to the song that goes with it you read the next chapter you listen to the song that goes with it so, so all these 13, songs 13 chapters long i have no idea i didn't finish it i don't look ahead looking ahead is cheating okay what are rules okay. look no i'm just kidding don't touch it okay okay you were saying- regardless the uh that i think that's very very cool and I don't know if we brought this up, but our man Bobby is from Montgomery County, Montgomery County, Maryland. My man, our hometown, Montgomery County. No, we don't live in Montgomery. Thank goodness. We live in Carroll County. County is Carroll a- County. Shithole. <sighs> As depicted in Logic's previous works. Um, but uh, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Childish Gambino in 2013 released a soundtrack. Uh, was it the internet? I think it's called the internet. I'm pretty sure. Regardless, this is the first time a rapper has ever had a number uh, number one best-selling book yes, by the New York props Times. props to him for that. Yeah, that that's is insane. Impressive. Which is funny because he probably could have walked into any publisher in the entire country and been like, hey, this, might, this is my Wikipedia page published this slide mm-hmm. it across the table and they're like make it rain on him because right. he's famous already right i don't know yeah but this is this is this sort of thing has been done before by childish Gambino. you know he released because the internet 
alongside a screenplay Ooh. that he wrote. Wow. And a script. A screenplay and a script, I think. Okay. I don't know... I don't know exactly whatever became of that. Um, maybe he just did it for the hell of it because he can. He's fucking Donald Glover. But, I mean... Logic did this because he can. He's fucking Bobby Tarantino. What can't he do at this point? Um, but for those of you who don't know anything else about my man, Robert Bryson Hall II, he was born January 22nd of 1999. He's professionally known as Logic, for those of you who didn't know. Um, and he is a lot of things, um, including a rapper, a singer, a writer, and a record producer. Well, now he's a writer. So there is that. He was born in Gaithersburg. Interesting. Oh, that's true. Interesting. Isn't Gaithersburg in Montgomery County? Yeah. Am I stupid? Yeah, yeah. Dude, and, um, Gaithersburg is where I took my lifeguarding course. Is it really? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. wow. I also ate at Subway there. Wow. Maybe you breathe that's the same relevant. That I don't know did. why. Out here in Carroll County, we breathe the same air as no one, because there's nothing fucking here. But anyway. Um, so if you wanted to uh, go see Logic, you can't, because he tours almost never. And it probably won't be until this fall or next year that he even announces such a thing. To yeah, which really he will not play any of these songs. I'd be very surprised if he did. No. Because these no. are from the perspective of... His a different human being character mm -hmm. and what we might talk about in foreshadowing here is that um, he probably can't hit a lot of these notes live okay uh, just a little bit of background on um, continue just a little bit of background on Logic's career uh, he broke out onto the scene in 2009 with the Logic the mixtape and another mixtape titled Young Broken Infamous. Uh, in 2010, he then signed with Visionary Music Group, same label that John Bellion is signed to as well. It um, is a good label. They have some reputable names on that label. Well, not just that, but they're really good to the musicians. Are they really? Yeah. And then he uh, released three other mixtapes over the year. His fourth mixtape, Young Sinatra, Welcome to Forever, was released to critical acclaim and allowed Logic to secure a recording contract with Def Jam. I forget who Def Jam signs. But then he released his debut album in 2014, Under Pressure, and that is what really put him on the map. That He, he got some cred off of that. He started, um, he started turning some heads with that one. One of my um, favorite vinyls. You're welcome. Which Ian got for me for... Uh -huh. I'm the best friend. A holiday. Um, I love that album to death still to this day. It has some fantastic tracks on it. Um, he has drawn some very, very clear influences from a lot of different people, which I think is his greatest downfall because a lot of those, he's, wor he's wearing them proudly on his sleeve to the point of no... Um, having artists are not always his. What? Having artists are not always good. Yeah, he. I mean, he wears his influences probably on his sleeve, but it's not always the greatest of things for him. He kind of wears them to the point of, um, what the hell are you fucking doing? Um, like, he almost rips off people like, namely, 
Kendrick Lamar um, is one of his biggest, but what can you do? People have influences. And then he released uh, The Incredible True Story in 2015. Um, and then he released one of his biggest uh, biggest albums to date, uh, which was Everybody in 2017. And that album... That album completely blew up. That was one of the biggest albums of 2017. That was talked about all throughout the year, along with some of the bigger tracks on there, aka the Suicide Hotline track on there, which, I mean, rightfully so, that was a pretty good track, and that had a powerful, powerful message. And power to him. Power to the guy. Crazy impact. But that brings us now to this soundtrack. Okay? And... Um... This soundtrack is 13 tracks long, um, and Logic does not do his usual hip-hop thing. He is not a hip-hop person on this album. He's not a rapper. There's, like, little to no rapping on this album. Um, And that's, that's that's mostly because this was... Not him sitting at his computer making these before he sends it off to a mixer like he does with the rest of his projects. This was him collaborating with five or six other musicians who also had released Such novels. Mac, Mac DeMarco. Mac DeMarco was correct, one of them. but he didn't release. But novel, the key, though. the key point of this is that what he was doing, other people have already done, and that's who he was collaborating with. I have the names here. If I pull them up, the people he was collaborating with who had also written novels are. Nick Cave, Leonard Cohen, Colin Malloy, Louis Wenner, and Gil Scott Huron. Okay. To describe a unique fraternity of musicians who have also released novels. Gotcha, okay. So, I'm sure he didn't write the actual music for a large portion of this. I know the last, or two of the last songs, I'm probably going to rock your world and vacation from myself were... Basically written by Mac DeMarco. Um, they're basically Mac DeMarco B-sides, but... That's um, true. This album is an alternative record. And whether that is good to you or not, it's alternative rock. Uh, whether that is good or not so good is, I guess, up to interpretation. And I guess we will see the interpretation here in a second. But, um... Yeah, so... All right, um, let's I'm, go ahead and get into what we like. Uh, I'm, I'm just about done. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Um, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to destroy your opinions from afar. Um, but anyway, you go ahead. I Actually, I'm curious to see what you... Because I know you view it kind of favorably, so I'm interested to see... I don't know that I view it favorably, but I'm just not going to destroy it. I don't feel any need to, to destroy it. use it. I didn't listen to this and go, wow, man, I got some jokes I can make about this. This is horrible. I didn't I didn't have that experience when I was listening to it. I got you. I mean, we've listened to some stuff uh, like that, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I think I'm I think I think I have a few. Um, I think I have a few. OK, um, just overall, um, starting with track number one, Bohemian Trapsody. Um Personally, I didn't have that much wrong with the song. I thought that it was a fine way to start the album. Um, It probably gets a lot of people interested. Um, I think that 
that I, I can't get into what I didn't like about it, but I'll do that shortly. Um, I think so, so much of this, so many of these lyrics are just kind of eh and corny. And to put it lightly, to put it, to put it lightly, to put it lightly. Go ahead. But I don't think that it sounds bad. So here's where I'm going with this. Okay. Is that I think this song is extremely bearable. I think that it has a fine hip-hop track beat. I don't think that it's very unique in that sense. But I don't think it's bad. I don't think his vocals are bad on this. The song has a really nice Latin guitar lick. Um, The melodies that he has added in with his voice or not something that you've ever heard from him before on a previous project that I've heard. So I think that he's really expanding on what he's capable of. And I don't think that that's a bad thing as this is a learning process. So I'm looking at that song starting off favorably. Did you have anything to say about it? Not anything good. All right. I'll go to the next one. Um, Number two, Can I Kick It featuring Juno. Oh, boy. This was one of my favorite tracks on the album. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to real quick uh, interject here because Logic, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to real quick interject here because Logic, uh, for those of you who don't know who A Tribe Called Quest is, A Tribe Called Quest uh, is a 90s hip-hop band. They came back, they made a comeback album in 2016, but they dominated a lot of the early 90s, or the, they dominated a lot of the 90s hip-hop along with Wu-Tang and people like that. They did some really, really in-the-dirt, hardcore jazz rap, um, which this song definitely takes from but the thing is it it's not a logic song as much as it is as it is a tribute to the song a tribe called quest main called can i kick it so he's basically ta- he didn't write the chorus he didn't write any of that he took that from uh the song and he kind of put his own spin on it in the verses and the way that he raps and stuff like that and I think he changed the beat some but everything else is sort of like a tribute song to A Tribe Called Quest um so if you haven't listened to that song I would strongly recommend that you listen to that song before you listen to this because the A Tribe Called Quest song is fantastic um A Tribe Called Quest is just fantastic in general but um, I would definitely go listen to that before you listen to the song because it'll give you a, definitely give you a new perspective or a different perspective than you would have previously had you not listened to that song. So you go ahead and tell me what you liked about it, though. Okay, so what I liked most about the song, um, I mean, instrumentally, um, I like the guitar at the beginning. I like how the guy's fiddling around in the studio and he's trying to figure it out. And then he's like, all right, I got it. And then, you know, the kick hits and then the, the song begins. And I think that was... A fine way to start it. That, can, that had that had me interested. Interest, or the lo-fi in, introduction. Listening for the first time, that had me interested. And I was like, all right, well, I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, where I think that the song can be on the brink of brilliance is that he combines him 
the novelist to his character Finn. And the way that he does this is he drops a verse where he's rapping and he's talking about, you know, this is, oh, no, I can pull up the exact lyric. It's the Bobby Boy, better known as Chocolate and Vanilla. Ain't another iller. I'm the new to Godzilla. And then he just goes through this this thing but he goes down and further in the verse i know we went to school together that's the old you never told you how i felt feel i owed you and looking at genius and discovering what this means he's talking about him owing something to himself and this character being the product of that later the song takes a spin and it's kind of talking uh, it's talking about a wonderful beauty queen the only one for this the only one for that and it's for the character Finn this is a girl that the novelist as well as the character have always wanted have always deserved but never quite gotten and the whole song is just asking this girl if she would kick it with him and hang out so there's a lot going on there but that's all hidden deep within the surface of merely what you listen to on the outside of it but when you read into it it's very complex and that's not something that i had expected to see fair enough i can see how that would appeal then go ahead move on i'm curious to hear what else you have to say did you have anything to say about this i mean about this i mean it's a it's a song definitely a song um yeah. I mean, the beat smacks, so. And I did, like, the lo-fi introduction. Everything else is just a Tribe Called Quest, though. Okay, I'm trying to remember how um, the song Time Machine fix, fits into the um, the context of the story. I've but it does. Time Machine for you. Right, that's, that's not, that's not, that's metaphorically speaking, that's not <sighs> literal, but, um... I think that this is, I mean, obviously this is Logic's attempt at a fairly generic, I'd say, rock song, rock track. And the, the bass kicks in, there's a guitar riff, you know. I don't think that this is a bad track. It's catchy, it's interesting. I really, really like the end of it where um, it goes from this this bass into this um, very ha- um, very fast hi-hat to snare um and, and and kick pattern which is complex and used a lot in hip-hop but it's got this lo-fi um grab to it and i think that's really intriguing and i don't think that this is a bad track i don't think it's special but he definitely took a rock song and put his own spin on it made it his own so again this is him expanding who he is as a musician and i don't think that I don't think there's anything wrong with him expanding either, and I think him venturing into this territory in and of itself is not a bad thing, and it's a very, very, um, it's a very, very admirable, admirable thing, uh, and it's really, it's really impressive for him to just write balls deep into it. You know, he, he pulled out every single one of the stops, and he didn't, he didn't just dab his toe into it. No, he kind of just went full send yeet into it. You know, one thing I would say is that I, I. This is something that I would see on a, I would expect to see on a mixtape, and it, and instead this comes out on a soundtrack, being the instrumental, not the lyrics, because the lyrics are all tie into the context of the story. But I don't know. 
this seems very ballsy for this not to be a mixtape or something on SoundCloud or something like to put this full out balls to the wall there's no going back like this is out for the world and he can't take it back uh, yeah and I don't like my well, I mean we can get into it but it's on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify and every other streaming service now it is called I've looked at the sky and I've felt nothing and I'm gonna shoot myself in the dick now so go ahead um I don't know what I'm it, saying. It was a joke. It was a joke, everybody. But seriously, go look at the song. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. Um. Okay. I guess that I can talk about DeLorean. You want to talk about DeLorean? Yeah, DeLorean, I feel like it was right, one of take the it away. more tastefully uh, implemented tracks on here. The instrumental is definitely bearable. Um, the way that it flows together and his voice is actually much more impressive than I found it to be on a lot of the other tracks here. Uh, it adheres to the song better and you can definitely actually hear emotion in his voice in the way that it sort of cracks a little bit on the chorus and stuff. So I, I, I can appreciate that about the song. Um, it's not, it didn't blow my fucking socks off or anything like that, but it wasn't bad. Um, and I love you forever, however corny it may be. The instrumental wasn't too bad. The instrumental wasn't horrible. On I love you forever. It wasn't the last track. Oh. Okay. I, like I, I mean, I thought it was corny sappy. Oh, Again, yeah. it's kind of one of those ones where it's kind of floating in the middle. It's not really on either side for me, but I'm not oh, going to... I'm, I'm, gonna rip I'm not going to bring it... Here. I'm not going to bring it up in my highlights Tyler, of the album, I only however. talked about track 12 out of 13 in what I liked. We are about to... I'm excited to see what you we, have to say. We are about to shred ass here. This is uh, this is about... You are. Yeah, this is... You are. I only have... Folks... We are here for an ass pounding, and that is what you came for, I know. So, an ass pounding is what I will give you in the next section. I only have three songs to really complain about. Other than that, I'm just letting a few of them off the hook, because I don't care either way. They're just okay. there. Okay. Which okay. obviously aren't favorable in the context of an album. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's get to the right, next one. All right, I'm going to stop talking. Okay. What are words? Why am I speaking? We'll see you in the next section.
Okay. Ian, please give us your utmost sincerity in these I foul um, moments of so architecture the track, and the structure was, yeah. of album writing and conception that birthed this project that okay your turn okay that was a lot of big words for you good job thank you that was my whole vocabulary I know <laughs> I got them all out on the table I don't think they're in the right order but now you know <laughs> what I know genius in the making here that was a fire beat uh anyway <laughs> uh, laughing at my own jokes is what I do best um just looking at the track track listing here um I didn't find, I guess, the genius that in some of these songs that you did, necessarily. Um, mainly because I didn't read the novel. I'm sure I could draw connections to the novel. Uh, and that's the way it's meant to be experienced. So, I'm going to look at this from sort of an outsider's perspective. You're looking at this objectively with no background evidence or Yeah, well, some of it, I'm assuming it's conceptual. Which is so, fair. Yeah. Which is totally understandable, because... I'd say I I, a lot of the listeners are not going to be reading the book before they read, they listen to the uh, probably not to the album. Probably not. So, but. as a piece of music, but then by again, all it means, was number one New York Times bestseller for like three weeks straight. That's true. So we could be wrong there. That's just an impressive number. That's just Bobby Tarantino. You really did it, man. Like you're really out here. Like I, I. As much as I am going to rip ass with this project, I cannot, I cannot deny the fact that he seriously did himself big with this, and he he hit it out of the ballpark with the novel. You know, um, that's really impressive. Props to you. Moving on from there. Overall, a lot of the problems that I have with this project have to do with it is completely ripped off of '90s music. Um, and by that, I mean, a lot of it is very completely ripped off from bands, uh, that are th of the alternative genre. And I mean, he did the, can I kick it featuring judo? I don't know who the hell judo is, but, um, another problem that I had with this project was some of the vocals, um, especially on tracks that Mac Miller helps or no, Mac, not Mac fucking Miller. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. But Mac DeMarco helped make. Um, I'm probably going to rock your world and vacation from myself, where he is literally just trying to make his best Mac DeMarco impression. It's not even Mac DeMarco singing, and it sounds exactly like Mac DeMarco, and it pisses me the fuck off, okay? Um... And the last problem that I have with this project overall is that a lot of the influences that this project combines are combined so utterly distastefully, and it basically just shits in the face of all of the bands that he pulled together. Bands like, I, I hear a little bit of Oasis in there with some of the softer, more acoustic tracks. I hear, I mean, of course, I hear a Tribe Called Quest. You hear some Radiohead. You hear some Red Hot Chili Peppers in there sometimes. Bands of that nature, right? The thing is, they are combined to create this horrific monster. Do you remember my full circle joke about the Karano? It's kind of like that, but the concept of this album is 
what you would do. Oh my god. It's it's uh, it's your failed science experiment that you threw into the sewer and never thought would come to life, but it came to life anyway, right? And it's just accumulating all this shit from other people, like literal shit. It's getting all of all of the excrement from the sewers and it's accumulating it and it becomes this humongous deformity that is the culmination of the cheesiest parts of Radiohead and Red Hot Chili Peppers and bands of that nature from the 90s. Welcome to my rant with Ian Hoke. So, we're starting off with the first track, Bohemian Trapsody. Number one, how dare you desecrate the name of Bohemian Rhapsody. Number two, the three phases that this song goes through is utterly atrocious to me. The beat switch in the second half of the song is so out of place and the guitar is i watched somebody else review this and he said the guitar work would be good it's kind of lo-fi but it's produced in a way that's meant to sound pristine like it's done professionally it doesn't sound like it's done professionally that's the thing so it sounds pristine but it sounds like the, the guitar work was done by a 12 year old who can barely play guitar so there's that uh, I'm not going to go through every single track here, I don't think, because a lot of them are just really, really sappy and <sighs> there's a lot of corny. There's a lot like, of toss-away tracks. Time Machine is really, really corny. I think the corniest track on here is Pretty Young Girl. Yeah. Uh, that oh, was, my gosh. I wanted to shoot myself in the fucking head. <sighs> I wanted, that was the sappiest love song I've ever heard. Pretty young girl doing pretty young things. This was in perfect this is in 2019. This was in 2019. These lyrics weren't good in the 60s. Ah! What? What? Bobby, you can do better than this. We've we've seen Under Pressure Era Logic, right? Under Pressure Era Logic was genius. This is... I applaud him for trying to make the switch to alternative genre, right? But this is him crawling back wet... Uh, back up into his mother's vagina basically that's how far he's <laughs> setting himself back <laughs> with this record um <laughs> pretty young girl is an atrocity supermarket combines the cheesiest parts of radiohead's um fucking uh pablo honey album uh he even makes references to the song creep which a lot of radio hands would ra radiohead fans what the fuck radio hands radiohead fans would love to forget that song plenty of them at least the hardcore ones um so there's that baby i don't even remember what the fuck sounds like i could care fucking less i listened to this album four times all the way through i can't remember the track fuck you i'm gone by the bridge by the bridge had some interesting lyrical content sort of i mean it was i mean i take that back no he's just talking about finding a dead guy by the bridge like what the fuck are you doing here yeah that track was boring yeah yeah. Hey there, are you listening? I just found a body. By the, the bridge, bridge again. again. And this vocal, by the bridge again. It okay. sounds so fucking monotone. So let me, let me, can I uh -huh. branch off for a second and talk about the character again? Yeah. So throughout the book, the character frequently daydreams and crazy stuff happens and then he'll it'll like just cut off and then it'll go to him like talking to someone like it never happened and mm -hmm. he's like ugh why did I just think that so like uh -huh. at the very beginning of the book it's like one of the first few chat what the fuck is that just a stink bug oh okay kill it with fire no 
um, one of the first chapters, he's trying to get a job at the supermarket, and this dude walks in, and he's got, like, this big toothy smile, and he's all happy, but he shouldn't be happy because he's freaking manager at a supermarket, and he's got no life, and, you know, whatever. And he just looks at this guy, and he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's trying to get the job, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, he just punches the guy in the face, and the guy falls to the ground, and he stabs him in the head or whatever happens, and the guy's bleeding out on the floor. And then it cuts to him in the office, and he's, like, about to get the job. And it's like, oh, that's okay. kind of cool. So what that's happens? Inter- that's like some Walter Mitty kind of stuff. What happens frequently on the soundtrack, and I totally should have mentioned this. What was good is that on songs like "By the Bridge," the the character in the book has a novel where he writes all the stuff out. Okay, picture this: the uh, the character Flynn is actually a novelist in uh, in the story. He writes books, so wow. um, yeah. So it, he's constantly jotting things down in his notebook, and that's essentially what the song is: is uh, him talking about not something actually happening, but happening in his mind and or putting into his notebook as a story, as an idea for later to write about. Um, I'm not telling you which. You have to read the book. Uh-huh. Go support small bookstores. Yeah, absolutely. Buy the book. Uh-huh. And he's from Maryland, so yeah. it would look fly on your bookshelf. Uh-huh. It looks like this. Mighty fine. I mean, we had it up on the microphone, didn't we? I'm sorry. I kind of picked it up. What microphone? That's a book stand that oh, I paid yeah. quality money for. Uh-huh. $100 for that quality book All right. Um, back to <laughs> anally destroying. Uh-huh. Um, lemon, lemon Drop. <laughs> this song is funny. Le- lemon Drop. How many lemon, liquor, liquor, lemon drop? How many lemon... I don't know who the hell thought this song was a good idea someone um, on a lot of um in the wise words of 17 year old billy eilish zannies uh-huh. and uh someone who just hit their creative get peak me, but don't hit me i smoke weed so i'm trippy get litty get grifty rick sanchez get swifty <laughs> who gonna come to come to get me <laughs> who gonna break me out set me free <laughs> I'm sexy. I'm gifted. I'm too high to get lifted. Those are direct You're quotes. You're racist. You're evil. You're danger to my people. How many licks to lick your lemon drop? How many <laughs> licks to lick your drop drop? Need I say more? Like, that? that's just... That is the... That is the representation of retardation and song. Like, that is... That is... That, that's it. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. What? The, oh my god! Oh my god! Like this is this is Ian levels of retardation in a song. This is this is. Oh my dear god! It is hard to witness. It, yeah, it's and plus the instrumental is horrible at the same time. This is, I think this is where the Red Hot Chili Peppers Sounds influence like comes out, and it's just the worst thing ever. George of the Jungle. Uh, I'm probably gonna rock your world and vacation from myself. Can basically go die in a hole for me. Um. Both of those tracks are Mac DeMarco ripoffs, B-sides. Mac DeMarco helped write them. Mac DeMarco, you can do better. I hope you got a big, fat paycheck for this, though, because he probably made fucking bank off that novel. You deserve a big paycheck for that, bud. Especially the the amount of effort that went into these songs is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. It's just, wow, I'm so impressed. Um, 
Can I Kick It featuring Judo, uh, going back to the second track on the album, um, is a shittier version of the A Tribe Called Quest song. And it doesn't spit directly in the face of that song. It just kind of spits next to it. Um, it's just not as good. It's not. And his lyrics are so egocentric on this song. And it's hard to listen to. Um, last two songs I didn't think... Well, DeLorean I didn't think was horrible. I Love You Forever was so fucking sappy. Like, to the point of basically being unlistenable. And, I mean, DeLorean isn't exactly a shining star either. I mean, it has its cliche moments and stuff like that. But it's not... It's not the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, but as for the rest of this record... <sighs> There's just a lot of toss-away, skip tracks. This spits in the face of 90s alternative rock. Um... Jesus. And there's, I mean, well, let's be honest here. There's some good music that came out of that, even from Pablo Honey, which so many people want to forget because people think that that era of Radiohead was the worst era of Radiohead. Um, there were some good tracks off of that. And 90s era Red Hot Chili Peppers dropped some bops, you know? And A Tribe Called Quest is just fantastic, basically throughout their entire discography. Um, so... I don't know. What do you want me to say, man? This album just was not for me. I'm sure if you read the novel, and I, like Tyler did, you probably found a lot more meaning in it than I did, but the way that he distastefully brought everything together on this album, from an instrumental standpoint, and from a vocal standpoint, it just made this album a complete shitstorm for me. Like, it's a monstrosity. It's just... <sighs> it makes me ever wonder if creep was ever a good song and i actually like that song i might actually get flack for liking that song because i, I mean it's not a bad song it's such a good piece of music <sighs> i don't know oh my god oh my god i didn't even really talk about the vocals very much i mean the the lyrics were horrible on most of the songs and the the vocals weren't done very well on most of them either but can i give you a straight up example of not that this has anything to do with the logic whatsoever, but like uh -huh. what happened with uh with the whole Radiohead thing uh -huh. is that Radiohead was this edgy like kind of underground sound thing that like only like pretty cool much eccentric. Hell yeah, brother. Um. In conclusion, Tyler, what do you what do you uh, fuck it? What do you have to? Uh, I think that this album is probably a lot of people's best friend and a lot of other people's worst enemy. And I know this album rightfully did, so. This, this is Ian's arch nemesis of the music industry in soundtrack. This wasn't as bad as the Imagine Dragons album, but it was pretty bad. Um... Fuck, what was I? Oh, it didn't. It didn't really receive good critical acclaim. Uh, no, it, of course not, because it's scatterbrained. It's all over the place. It doesn't have any taste of consistency throughout yeah. the entire project. Yeah, and that's other than it's well, all fucking yeah, trash. Pretty much a bad thing. I was gonna say it's not a bad thing always, but it's a bad thing. It's 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 kind of it's kind of it's bad. kind of bad. It, it needs some sort of coherency, and that uh, this album yeah. completely 
fucking lacks it. If it weren't for the fucking novel, it wouldn't have two feet to stand on. It'd just be that fucking sewage piece of shit that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. If he dropped this and just called a supermarket with no book, no context, no anything, and it wasn't a soundtrack, it was just Logic's new album, what do you think the reaction would be? Worse than it is. Right. It would have exactly. the, the the reception to this album would have been even worse. And that's saying a lot because people's reactions to this album were not that good. Um, I know a few people that love this album. Like who? I can't drop any names. Oh, okay. I don't want to I don't want to dox them to our massive fan base <laughs> of a couple hundred followers. We love you all, by the way. You are all so precious to us, and I actually, like, I don't know if I say it enough, but we really appreciate you listening to this fucking podcast, like, listening to me bitch about music and listen to Tyler's good formulated, form, or, yeah, highly formulated conversations about music and listening to me scream at things. It's just, like, I mean, it, it warms my heart to know that people actually want to listen to that. It's kind so, of weird thinking about what we say playing in someone else's ears. And then yeah, thinking it's kind of, and creating opinion. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing when I dropped the track. I was like, people actually listen to this. And I mean, yeah. I've had a couple of my friends, including you, tell me about it and give me their opinions. And like, it's interesting. I haven't gotten much feedback on it other than that. But like, it's really interesting to think that that song is actually out on the internet for people to listen to now. Anyone, anyone can buy it. How how did is there any sort of analytics you can view for anything on iTunes? I try. I'm I'm trying to get that as soon as I can. I don't know. I'm assuming that not many people have listened to it, so it's whatever. I Are you care. hesitant to look at it, or you just haven't taken the time? No, there's this beta version of Apple Analytics uh, for artists. Got it. Yeah, that I signed up for. I haven't gotten an email back yet. Got so. it. Okay, that's fair. Fuck my life. I didn't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know either. So I'm still new to that. Overall, for me, this album was pretty bad um i feel like this album could have been a lot better had logic not been so misguided by again drowning drowning in all of his influences and uh had he focused more on formulating this album around his book more than it possibly but i feel like he also was simultaneously trying to make it a standalone thing and for the book at the same time if you know what I mean, like being people being able to listen to him, bop to it, and be in the car and be like, "Yeah, this is good," and at the same time, be able to read the book and get a hell of a lot more out of this album than you would be listening to it as a standalone. But this album just does not stand on its own two feet. It really doesn't, uh, and it's a shame to say because I know Logic is a talented dude um, who has made some quality music in the past, um, but this just ain't it, Chief. So. Overall, what are you feeling on this album? What are you, what are you... Rating? Yeah. I'm going to give it, right on the dot, a 5. And that's being a little more on the generous side, but I know that there are a lot of people who are going to appreciate it. And I actually didn't have much of a problem with the first three tracks on the album, so if you can get through that, and then if you like sappy stuff you probably like pretty young girl and then from there it's straight fire bro no it's bad um <laughs> but if you're some people are to gonna the... find humor in lemon drop some people are going to listen bro, to i'm listen good to... i'm probably gonna rock your world if you and listen these are to the same... i'm gonna rock i'm probably gonna walk rock your world and vacation for myself just go listen to a mac demarco album 
the tracks on there are so much better. Go listen to fucking This Old Dog. It's so good. That, it is That good. album is fantastic. It is good. It's so low-key, and it's so lo-fi, and it's so pretty, and it's so pristine, and it's so cute. It's so quaint. Mac DeMarco is so scantily. So scantily. <laughs> Shout out, Jono, if you ever listen to this podcast. I'm so sorry for your ears. Um, I'm sorry for ruining your image of me. <laughs> no one will ever understand the scantily. I know. I know. Um, <sighs> that was fantastic. That was. Actually, really excited. We for should Mac put DeMarco's a giant well. plaster definition of scantily up on the wall right there. We should. That'd be great. We should get. <sighs> I should, I'll make a plaque and give it to Jono for Christmas. Scantily. Gift. Yeah. He's gonna be like, "What? Oh, oh yeah, that one." Um, What's really it? hyped for Mac DeMarco's new album though, because he's released like two different tracks, and they're pretty good. Like, I'm excited for that album. Um, but if we're talking about this album, the one at hand, the one that we have on the table in front of us, um, What's I'm really struggling. Rating? I'm really struggling to give it a rating, but I what? think I'm gonna. I'm gonna think I'm gonna settle on. Um, yeah, I think this is the most we've ever differed on an album rating. I think I'm settling on like 2.2. What did you give Imagine Dragons? One? One. Okay. Like a strong one. All right. I, That's I fine. I settle as a 2.1 to a 2.2. That's what I'm feeling. I'm really sorry, Bobby. I, I know you're a talented dude. You can do better. I have an idea. What? Instead of ending this on a depressing note... Can we end this? Can we each give three songs we think you should check out by Logic? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, and more yes. I'm, I'm going to put one out there that's obvious, so this doesn't count in my three, but if you haven't listened to 1-800-273-8255. Suicide Hotline Track. Suicide Hotline Track. Definitely check it out because this track has literally saved thousands of people. It's insane. Yeah. All right. You, you give us your first pick. Okay. Now. I'm going to go pretty just new single that he dropped Keanu Reeves um this is kind of one of those you love it or you hate it but I think his verses are extremely strong he he's got some some disses to uh to to a lot of people and I think that it's one of the best just straight up hip-hop instrumentals put on loop that I've heard in a while without getting bored of it halfway through this song keeps my attention the whole time and it's it's just it's just it's a good track i'm a fan and it's very new it came out what did it come out this year last year yeah this year 2019 so ian what about ian my turn um i'm gonna go with let me pull up actually what I because I have albums in my library and I hadn't previously prepared for this you know what I love what you love when you don't talk in your microphone so nobody has a clue what you're saying except for me okay (laughs) I'm sorry um I know I have these albums in my fucking library so um I'm uh I'm gonna go ahead and uh I'm gonna say the first one I'm gonna talk about is you're not talking about it just recommending it oh oh okay the first one i'm going to recommend is the 11th track off of his under pressure album under pressure under pressure is like hold on the song is titled under pressure the song is titled under pressure uh this song i knew it the song is nine minutes long 